expect to grow too in 2022. Okay, so Jesus grew, subtitle, so let's grow too in 2022. So I have just three points for you this morning uh, in the form of presents. These are my gifts to you uh, day after Christmas um, that all have to do with growth. I mean, we see in the Bible, especially here, that Jesus grew. Uh, and he, he grew in very specific ways. And so we should model ourselves after the life of Jesus as disciples of Jesus. We should grow too. And so I want to share some really practical points about growth in the spiritual life, but really holistic growth. Uh, we should be growing um, in every way that we can because we see that that's how Jesus grew. So uh, my points are, number one, set the conditions for growth. Uh, we see that God had set up these really great conditions for Jesus to be able to grow. And in our lives, he does that for us as well, but we're able to choose the conditions for our own growth. God gives us a lot of autonomy and agency in that regard. So let's set the conditions for our own growth. Uh, point two, we need to cultivate a heart for God. This is the pivotal, most important point for growth is having a heart for God. And then point three, set the targets for growth. We need to have ideas in mind and specific ways in which we want to grow. And we see that Jesus grew in these very specific ways so we can model ourselves after his growth by looking at his life. So in Luke 2, verse 39, scriptures read this. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own town of Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. Now continuing into verse 41, we're going to read just 41 and 42. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. So again, my first point here is set the conditions for growth. And here I want to highlight the devotion of Jesus's parents, the reverence that Jesus's parents had for God. Notice that it says they did everything according to the law of were devoted to God. They did everything that they could in order to demonstrate and express that devotion. Now, we might read something like this and say, oh, well, that sounds really legalistic. And they were just, you know, checking boxes. But we don't get that from the scriptures. We don't see that they did this out of obligation um, or that they just felt like they were checking boxes. They did this because they were devoted to God. Again, doing everything that they could. Their actions were all part of their own reverence for God and their desire to honor and glorify him. And we see that that condition, so those conditions that they set, really enabled and set a great environment for Jesus to be able to grow up through his boyhood. And just as a side note, I'd say for parents, I mean, this is all that we can do for our children. We can set a great, an a great example and do the best that we can to help connect them with 
uh, other disciples and other Christians. Um, and the reality for us as parents is that, again, that's all that we can do. We're not going to do it perfectly. Um, but we need to set the conditions the best that we can for them. Now, their decision, whether to follow God and be like Jesus, is their own. Um, and that's, that's just the reality. But the, the best thing that we can do is just like Mary and Joseph, being devoted to God and setting that example. But back to the point, so for our own lives, we can set conditions for our own growth. God has given us agency to be able to do that. Now, God will certainly set us up and give us uh, great opportunities to grow, but we're able to set some of those conditions for ourselves. And I love that God gives us the ability uh, to do that. And so my question for all of us, what one condition can you change in your life coming year to set you up for more optimal growth, to, to really set the conditions for your own growth? I would say a big part of that is who you spend time with. Now, I, I understand that this has been extremely challenging through the pandemic. And now as cases are rising again, as, as Steve highlighted before, there's some challenges with that. But throughout this process, hopefully we've been learning and going after ways to be able to connect with each other. And if we haven't, now's a great opportunity to do that. So what one condition do you wanna to change to better set yourself up for growth? Who do you wanna spend more time with? Um, and you can drop that in the chat if it's a person or connecting with your life group more, or if it's um, listening to, you know, more spiritual music more often. I mean, we have lots of opportunities uh, to do that. Um, if we want to fill our minds more through reading or uh, podcasts, listening to great speakers, um, what's the one thing that you want to change that provides the conditions for you? grow. And so that's my first point. My second point is we need to cultivate a heart for God. Now, this is the pivotal, most critical point, because if we're going to set those conditions, we've got to have the right heart about it. And if we're going to set targets and set goals for ourselves to grow, we have to have the right heart uh, for it. And we see in the scriptures here, as we continue to read that, I mean, Jesus had, even at a young age, this amazing and incredible heart and desire to be close to God. Verse 43, so I'll continue on. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them, and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. And then you got to love his response here in verse 49. Why were you searching for me? He asked, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? Literally translated, didn't you know I had to be in the things of my father? Did not understand what he was saying to them. 
So as we see here, Jesus, as I mentioned before, had this incredible heart for God. Um, this is the main, most important point in the whole sermon. I think of this whole section of scripture here. Jesus had the right attitude, the right desire, the right motivation. He cultivated the right emotions for the love of God, for this desire to be with God and to be in his things, about his business, to be in his house. And again, you have to marvel at Jesus's example here. I mean, he was 12 years old and this was his mindset. This was his attitude. And one of the things that I love to think about with the story is just the anticipation of Jesus going to Jerusalem and going to the temple. It's likely that prior to this, he hadn't been able to go uh, yet. It was around age 12 for boys that they were able to finally travel to Jerusalem and be part of um, this incredible celebration. And so he had been waiting apparently so long to go and to be in Jerusalem, this city uh, of God, this city for God, and to be there to celebrate this incredible celebration, this, this incredible holiday. Um, done at the temple he got to go and experience that which is where God's presence uh was where the Jews understood God's present to be presence to be on earth and then again this incredible celebration the Passover this remembrance of God's love and mercy and grace and deliverance from slavery remember the the Jews were in Egypt at that time and we're crying out to God year after year after year, begging God to keep them from slavery. And so finally, God does so in this amazing and miraculous way. And now Jesus had probably heard about this throughout his life. And now he gets to go and celebrate this in Jerusalem with God's people. And not only that, to interact with the teachers, uh, with the teachers of the law, he got to sit there at their feet and ask questions and respond. And his love for God and his wisdom was so impressive that the people marveled at Jesus's responses. And he just loved being there so much that when it was time to go, parents were heading back to their hometown, Jesus was like, I, I got I to gotta stay here. I got to be here in the things of my father. I mean, this was Jesus's heart. This was Jesus's desire. This was like the ultimate Christmas present for Jesus. Um, and so you know, for those of you that, uh, for all of us that got to celebrate Christmas yesterday, just Go ahead and drop in the chat. What was your best gift that that you received from someone? What was that gift that you just wanted to hold on to? Um, so for me, one of the things that was underneath the the Christmas tree for me was this incredible uh, Nerf gun, and it's like <clears throat> got this round of bullets that, you know, just cycle through there. And we got to have some epic 
uh, Nerf battles with the girls yesterday. And I mean, the girls, they got smaller guns than I did, but it was still a lot of fun for all of us. Um, but I mean, this thing was so cool. I just wanted to hold on to it. I didn't want to put it down. Um, and so probably for all of us, we have something that we just wanted to hold on to that we didn't want to put down. So you can go ahead and drop that in the chat. Um, and we can think about the desire for, you know, these things, connecting that to Jesus' desire to be with God, to be uh, in his business, in his house. This was Jesus' heart. And for all of us, if we're going to grow in the new year, if we're going to grow at any point in our lives, this is the most central and critical area for us to grow in. We've got to cultivate hearts for God. We have to cultivate a desire for God. I know it's in there for all of us. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't be here this morning. But it takes attention. It takes practice. It takes devotion and intention to cultivate our heart for God. Um, and when I think of this kind of desire or this kind of heart that we need to have for God, I think of Psalm 27, verse 4. The psalmist writes this, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord, and to seek him in his temple. So practically speaking, how do we do that? Well, I think it's different for all of us. I think we all have our own ways that we can cultivate um, a heart for God. And one of the things that is so helpful for me is, is one thing that I've discovered more recently and then something that I've known about myself for some time. One thing for me um, is just listening to old hymns. I love old hymns. And I, I've known that about myself, but I've been trying to do that more so re recently because it just gets my heart in the right place. Songs like uh, Come Thou Found of Every Blessing, Holy, 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 um, In the Garden. I mean, these are things that really uh, cultivate a, a, a heart for God for me. Another thing is just meditating on scripture, specifically Psalms. I love uh, the Psalms. They, they do so good, so much good for my heart and help me uh, to desire and be motivated uh, to grow closer to God. And so what is that for you, you can drop that in the chat as well. What is the thing that we maybe need to focus on a little bit more to help cultivate this heart for God in the new year? And so once we have that, we're working towards that, we need to have targets for our growth. The reality is, is that if we don't have targets for our growth, we're not going to grow very much. Uh, and we see that Jesus had targets for his own growth. So let's continue to read in verse 41, and then I'll close out with this last point. Set the targets for your growth. Verse 51, then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Verse 52, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with both God and man. You see, Jesus grew holistically here. But the scripture identifies these different domains in which Jesus grew. 
And so for us, I think it's important for us to realize that, wow, Jesus grew in these different ways. We've got to have targets for our own lives to grow in these ways, just like Jesus did. And I think Jesus had goals in life. Now, they may not have been smart goals, like specific and measurable and, you know, formatted like that. But I believe that he had goals in his life because for one, he grew in these different ways. But I also see that he had examples from the Old Testament, spiritual men and women of the Bible, prophets of the Old Testament that grew in these similar ways. Uh, Samuel being one, 1 Samuel 2, verse 26. And the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with people. This was a great example for Jesus. And certainly he was familiar with the story and probably modeled his life in, in the ways that he could after Samuel to grow holistically, but in these specific domains. Because again, that's exactly what's highlighted in Luke 2, verse 40, and Luke 2, verse 52, the verses that I just read here. Jesus recognized that growth was a huge part of the human experience. Part of our lives is growing and developing in very specific ways. And so to grow, we need to set the conditions for our growth. We need to cultivate the right heart to grow, but we also need to have the right targets. Now, we're coming up on New Year's, and I know that some people might be down on New Year's resolutions, and that's fine. I don't have any uh, issues with that at all. Um, but as far as goals in life, it's really important to have goals in life, especially if we're going to grow spiritually. I want to share just a couple of things that we learned from, uh, from science, specifically psychological science, that it has a lot to say about how to grow. One thing that we learn is that when people grow and develop and change, a big factor within that growth and development is that people had goals. So that's one of the best tools that we learn from science that enables people to grow and develop and change. So grows, uh, goals are really important. Time to set goals and to establish new habits and routines is around transitional times. New Year's presents a really opportune time to be able to do that. So spend this next week. What are your What are your goals? What are the things that you want to target? What are the uh, things that you want to change? And I'll get more specific about that in a second. Another thing that we find uh, from science that's really important for growing and developing is that we monitor our progress towards these goals. So write your goal down and then keep track of it. Maybe every day or even just every week, just going back. Okay, what, what's my progress like in this area? So monitoring our progress. Again, setting goals. And the other thing is having a small group of people is supporting us, is holding us accountable, and that that's mutual, that we can hold them accountable and that we can support their growth as well. And I'm so grateful for the life groups that we have um, in our church they can help us to develop and grow in these specific ways. But we've got to be sharing our goals with each other. We've got to be talking about our progress uh, in these domains with each other. And our life groups really do help us accomplish our mission as a church, which is to produce mature disciples of Jesus who love God with all our heart, soul, mind, strength, and love each other 
as ourselves. So I want to ask you specifically, these domains that Jesus grew. So in wisdom, Jesus grew uh, mentally and emotionally. He, he grew intellectually. How do you want to grow in that way? What's your target for growth in that domain? Uh, there's lots of books, podcasts, uh, things online uh, that we can listen to. How do you want to grow? And how often do you want to listen to those things or read books? Let's be specific here. Um, when it comes to stature, so we see that Jesus grew physically. Um, how do we want to grow in this physical domain? When we think about things like sleep and rest, um, a great TED Talk uh, to watch uh, in this area is by Matthew Walker. He has this uh, TED Talk on sleep that we actually talked about recently in my life group. Um, and he's got a great book out there called Why We Sleep. Uh, he recommends that people, uh, just in general, sleep at least eight hours every night. And he is very uh, specific about that. And he's got lots of reasons why. Um, but how are we doing in that domain? Can we set some goals and targets around uh, getting more sleep? Diet. Um, how can we uh, cultivate a, a better diet? Set some targets around that. One of the things that Katie and I are going to do uh, in the new year is we're going to eliminate um, extra sugar in our lives. That's one specific thing that we can do uh, to grow in that area. Exercise. Um, how can we exercise on a daily basis? Uh, these are ways that we can grow uh, in that physical domain. How can we grow in favor with God? Um, what are some rituals and disciplines that uh, we can continue to engage in that enable our obedience? Because obedience to God is what it helps us to find favor in his sight. Um, for me, I just want to be more consistent. Uh, with getting into my Bible and getting into prayer and meditating. Um, I mean, you know, we've gone through this uh, family tradition and, uh, or this family transition, and it's been, you know, challenging in that regard. So I want to, you know, make sure that I'm consistent with those things. And how can we find favor with people? How can we grow socially? Uh, Steve mentioned something earlier in his communion message. How can we help the needy? How can we help those um, that are less fortunate than ourselves. So what are the ways that we can do that? What are some goals we can set around that? How can we grow in kindness, compassion, uh, gratitude? Um, and if you have something specific already in mind in those domains, put it in the chat. Let's look at the ways that we're planning to grow, be praying for each other and bring that Jesus be even more like Jesus in this new year. Let's figure out ways that we can grow even more. Uh, let's set the conditions that we can to enable our growth and help other people set those conditions as well. Let's make sure that we're cultivating a heart for God. God loves us so deeply. Uh, he pours out mercy and grace into our lives every day. He forgives us of our sins and God wants us to grow. Uh, I think that's one of the most encouraging things to me is that God loves us and wants us to grow and supports us in our growth. So let's cultivate those hearts for God and let's set the right targets for our growth. Let's be specific about those and help one another grow in those ways. Because again, Jesus grew. 
So let's all grow to 2022. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Thanks, everybody.